going on, party people. Yeah, the Kevin Baker comes back to the show. You know him, Coach Kevin Baker. And uh, yeah, we had a, a great talk. And we, well, we were originally going to just going to talk politics and a few other things. And then uh, we ended up talking COVID. So, and, and then I went on Big Bucking later that night and we were talking COVID there too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got my fill for COVID that night. So, uh, hey, also, you know what? My hate mailer, my loyal hate mailer uh, is busy. He's re- very, very busy. So he doesn't have time to waste with me. If you're listening to this, maybe you do hate mail at dadsww.com. If you love those episodes, I need some hate mail. Let's do this, people. Let's get on it. And of course, you know, send me some feedback as well, some constructive stuff. Brendan at dadsww.com. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan, and back once again. He he just he can't he can't can't stay away for too long. Uh, the Kevin Baker. Welcome back, sir. This is this is my cue to speak. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember I messed that up the first time. Yeah, but yeah, I'm super excited. Oh, thanks for coming back on. He he actually messaged me. He goes, let's talk politics. And I'm like, oh, hell yes. Let's do it. Uh, and uh, it, you know, so I was, telling, uh, I was telling Kevin I'm an idiot, I thought, because Kevin has a new podcast, which we'll talk about in two seconds here. But I was like, oh, yeah, we'll jump on that. Well, his podcast is not really something you talk politics on so he was saying let's do it on my podcast but yeah um so why don't you tell everyone about your podcast yeah i think there's any platform you can speak politics no (laughs) tell them the title tell tell them the title of your podcast all right the title of my podcast is called weed love and anxiety there's no room for politics in that there's no there's none there's none (laughs) i think (laughs) like people say don't talk politics don't talk religion i was even thinking the other day i'm like people don't even talk about like sex yeah why not let's talk about all of it yeah well well yeah (laughs) no i I, (laughs) you brought up the s word ew yeah, um right. people yeah. don't want to talk about it. No, they don't. I, I've never I've never I'll talk about anything. Like I've never been, you know, I I I remember the first time I heard that, well, you know, in, in this bar we don't talk about eh, religion, we don't talk about politics, you know. Like I'm like, why not? Because you're not grown up enough to have a conversation? Like I don't get it. That's like a perfect way to even start this. Is yeah, yeah we've we've put such this like wall up around politics and religion, but let's, we'll focus on politics. Now it's like, 
and then politics it's like because we can't talk about it it's like well this person is wrong and i'm right you know like my stance is right your stance is wrong and i think with the two political party system it's almost like a sports team you know i'm rooting for the yankees you're rooting for the red sox yeah you suck yeah but if i had david ortiz on my team as a yankee i'm like hell yeah bring ortiz on you know but for when he was on the red sox i hated watching him (laughs) that 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 foot that fat sob gets up there and hits the ball (laughs) every time every time yeah yeah no no i well i think that's really uh that's i mean I mean that that brings us to a conclusion, right? That's the reason we're in a mess that we're in right right here right now. We're 31 trillion dollars in debt. We have double digit inflation, uh the endless spending, the endless wars. This because of that duopoly, right? B- because of people are literally too scared to leave their camps. Yeah. Um I've been the last week and a half I've been on Facebook. I've been a keyboard warrior um arguing with people uh, telling them that the people they're voting for are garbage, absolute garbage, and there is there is another option, uh, but they they just no that's a that's a waste. You're wasting your vote. Yeah, right. And here's what I want to say too, just to like air this out. Right, I am registered Independence mm-hmm. Party because I couldn't right in like American party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're all one people. American from America. (laughs) I'm in America. Yeah. We're all American, but even further than that, right. It's all like we are, and I'm not advocating for one world government at all, but we're one being, you know, we're one people. All right. Klaus Schaub. (laughs) I just called you Klaus Schaub. (laughs) One world, one government. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go over the great reset. Let's just talk politics. I will publicly say, fuck you, Klaus Schwab. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have this is aired, but um, (laughs) I'll stand behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was. Oh, sorry, bad. no, no. So you said you were registering as an independent, and because so, you, we're all yeah, America, American. Registered as independent, right? Yeah. I voted. I was registered. I think. I think Democrat. I voted for Barack Obama, and then I voted for Donald Trump. Like I don't stand with any political party, and really. I don't stand with politics, which that's why I wanted to talk about it. Cause I'm like the structure of politics is very much like I put my power in the hands of this person, right? Like my representative, yep. my governor, my local government, uh, president, you know, and it's like, we have local legislation, we have state legislation, we have, you know, whole U S legislation. And then we have like our checks and balances and like all the political structures. And I think the idea of it made sense. And I'm not saying to dismantle politics, but what I am saying is like, we have these people that are elected. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, it's usually like you have this option or this option and you're like, there's other people, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's like, going and putting all of the responsibility 
into what my beliefs are onto this one person is very like short-sighted. It's like our belief then is that this person's going to advocate for us and they're going to be the voice for we, the people, me in my local government, me as a whole and as the U S and all that. Right. However, who are their interests? Like, who are they looking out for? It's like, it's a, that meme where they have the, they, they think they should be wearing like the stock car, uh, jumpers and all their advertisers should be all the people that own them should be listed on that, you know, like the advertisers on the, uh, on the, uh, the NASCAR guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who will that? Okay. So that's a, so this is a much bigger, uh, discussion as far as like, seriously, the, uh, most politicians are owned. Right, like they have lobbyists, they have donors. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's, uh, w- you know, went into public service how long ago, and now she's worth over a hundred million dollars. Uh, you know, I mean, how many millionaires, multi-millionaires are there in Congress? Right, like these insider traders, they, you know, they they, they can do all of this. They take advantage of their position and the power, and yeah, they want to stay there forever because they're making a ton of money. Um, now, now that being said how at what point do they start representing you yeah and then how many people are in your in your congressional district Uh, you don't know maybe fifty thousand, maybe a hundred thousand how does that one person represent that many people yeah yeah, they can't. It's, it's they can't. It's simply not. That's doomed to fail. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, if we take it all the way back to the founders, uh, you know, how many, how many people were in the country? You yeah. know, there's nowhere near. And they, you know, the people, the you know, the people, uh, you know, the people that were rep- representing the states, you know, were re- representing a fairly small population. So yeah. it uh, it it was definitely not so the scale we've we've grown out of scale mm-hmm. when they stopped uh you know and then you people say well if they they did it the way they originally wanted to do it and th- there would be way too many legislators in washington dc well then the question is maybe there should be that many and maybe washington dc shouldn't be running things like they are <laughs> like th- like i said this is like a, this turns into a much uh, larger, you know, conversation as far as, uh, you know, New Hampshire does it really, really well it, as far as on the state legislation uh, wise, right? Sorry, sorry. State legislature wise, there's one representative for 3,500 uh, people, right? So, uh, you know, so you could literally, you, you'll know who that representative is. And if you don't, you can get a hold of them. You know what I mean? Because they're not, they're, they're representing a lot of people, but not too many. Now, does the New Hampshire legislature have a lot of people, a lot of, you know, politicians? Yes, it does. It has a lot, but you know what? They still get stuff done. So the, and I think it's like, it's that whole foundation that it's built on. Right. It's like, yes, when we founded the country and there was less people, but we as a nation, it's like we hold very tightly onto our traditions and we don't seem to question them all that much, especially when it comes to like politics. Right. And it's like this whole system 
and I don't know what it would look like, right? I don't, I don't know how you would restructure things, but it's like, yeah, it just seems like it's an outdated model. And I don't know what's, what it would look like if it wasn't, I don't really know, like how you would get people that actually represent, um, like your people within the community, you know, and then on a higher scale, how do you get people that represent over the whole U S right? Cause we're always going to have, unfortunately, there's always going to be conflict, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think that the idea of conflict is necessarily something that like to live in this utopian world, you know, then, you know, like not everything's rainbows and butterflies, you know, like we're going to have some friction, but I think like the stance that this is right and this is wrong has infiltrated politics, you know, and it's like one party will stand behind this. The other party will stand behind that. And then it's like, that shit can flip flop like throughout generations of time. It's like, oh well, this oh, thing yeah. is bad. Right? Yeah, the, the Democrats on drugs. Like, the, the Democrats used to be anti-war. Uh, Look at them now. They're like fuck, they're yeah. dr- droning kids on their you know way out of Afghanistan. So you know, I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. But yeah, along that line, party line voting. You know, when in New Hampshire, they're so they're so keen on it. They want to get Don Bulldog in there and he's a Republican. He's going to get into the Senate and he's going to fix things. I'm like, yeah. no, he's not. He's not. Cause yeah. he's just going to vote the way the Republicans are the, the, the same way that all the Republicans vote now. And yeah. I mean, you could literally look at the voter rolls and you'll see, um, you know, maybe three or four politicians that are not voting with their party. And, it, it, it it's it's rare that that doesn't happen right like and, and then and then when and then yeah and then sometimes they do it because it's just it's worthwhile uh because it's going to help them politically it's going to help their career yeah that's another thing that we have to look at yeah I getting just working getting broken, reelected yeah right but then when you are elected that's your livelihood i mean besides <laughs> Hey, I'll help you. You help me kind of thing. Yeah. Not saying all politicians do that, but also like we can literally say like, Oh, it's just politics and everybody knows it has a negative connotation, but yeah, here we fucking are still saying like, it's just politics. And it's like, yeah, but politics now has, and it has been for a while. Right. But it is deeply integrated into our school systems. It's deeply integrated now to our health systems it's like that when you're saying like it's just politics it's not just politics like these people represent us and now they are in our food supply too mm-hmm. like all of that shit the epa well, yeah, any I kind mean, of it, government agency yeah you've i mean the epa well, you've got the cdc you've got the what F, uh, fcc you've got like all of these government agencies and it's the same bullshit with inside of those it's like that's their career They've made a career out of it. So they've got to make moves that benefit their career. And if you've ever worked inside of the structure of like a corporation, 
you understand you're not always doing things that are best for your people. You're doing things that are best for your career or best for the people that are above you that are saying, you've got to follow this. This is what we're doing now. As someone who has worked for the federal government for a long time, yeah. I can tell you wholeheartedly, <laughs> this is completely accurate. <laughs> there's nothing false about that. They, well, okay. So there's a lot to unpack in all of this. I think uh, one, we're at a scale, right? You know, the, these people are not representing the people that they claim to represent for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, and yeah, the system's broken. It, it is a broken system. If f- every four years I have to deal with politicians in office that literally... I mean, in the last two years, some of them were calling for my death, right? They were calling for doctors not to treat me because I'm unvaccinated. And they said that if you go to the hospital, you shouldn't be treated by a doctor. So they were trying to kill me. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So every four years, I have to put up with those people that hate me. And just the Republicans hate me too because i don't really follow their line of thinking they just don't want to see me die they just rather be friendly with me uh because i you know share some of their ideas uh so so the system is completely broken it's out of scale and i i think it's it's and it's way too big it's you know that it was never meant to be a central power and to run uh the whole nation as a whole right i mean when it when this was conceived it was the several states you know and they conceived the constitution and birth a quote-unquote nation of several states it wasn't meant to be just a conglomerate of states like woo, you know hey the united states it was these united states so yeah so for me i really uh i i think it needs to be broken up the federal government the central power needs to be squashed and then you know regions can have their own little thing i mean i i don't really like government at all but i know i understand like ideally that's just not uh you know people aren't ready for smaller government they're certainly not ready for like an anarchist society anarchist like libertarian society right like they just they can't handle that so i get it i i'm i'm with uh, i'm with it i'm not i'm not stupid right like i know i'm never gonna see that society in my lifetime fine but new hampshire is working really hard and the people within new hampshire are working really hard to make government smaller and the federal footprint footprint smaller so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. I mean, like the, in the party line voting is ridiculous and they, they really need to, like you said, it takes courage to vote for out of your party, but it shouldn't be courage. It should be like, all right, like I'm representing these people and you know what? They don't like that. So I'm voting against that. That's what should yeah. be. And here's, here's what I really want people to see and to understand Right. First of all, when you said like, I would love, but not in my lifetime of seeing like a libertarian government or, you know, like something that is not libertarian, but um, anarchist, like, a, you know, where government is smaller or is centralized to like our town, our community, you know, it's like, why not? You know, why can't we dream up something different? And then it's like for the people to realize And I think this ties back to our original conversation of like, you can't talk about politics, Mm -hmm. right? Imagine if people realize the power 
that they had over the government. The government likes to say that they have the power over the people. They like to say that we, the people, have the voice. Yeah. Bullshit. Because then they, the people, have the system. It's just like a pyramid scheme, right? It's like that pyramid structure. There's a there's a centralized power figure, and then it trickles down from there. And then at the bottom are the people, the common people, we, the people. Mm-hmm. We, the people, have the fucking power to create the shift. We, the people, are the ones that are being represented and if they're not representing us in a united way, and that's the thing, like when they can create division, there's no unity. There's always unity. We are unity. Like in our essence, we are unity. We are one. We are together. But when there's division, and, and that is, that's the political lines, right? It's like you've got Republican, you've got Democrat. And if you're Republican, you follow this structure. If you're Democrat, you follow this structure and these beliefs. And you you could literally go in like the grocery store and see during, you know, the the times that we had just passed through. And it's like people have like masks and it's like they're all, you know, like staying away from each other and stuff. And it's like, oh, are you are you really afraid? Or was it because your political party is telling you to do these things? Cause then as soon as as the government released some of the um yeah the yeah yeah the 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 masking and the yeah yeah that they had over people it's like oh on wednesday you don't have to wear your mask anymore but on fucking tuesday people still had them out at the grocery store then you go out on wednesday and they didn't and i'm like what changed besides now you, the figure that you're listening to told you that it's safe. It's like, where the fuck is your power? Why are you advocating all of your power away? We, the fucking people are the ones with the power. We create the shift and look at how that has happened over the years. It's like, look back to things that didn't used to exist that now exist because the people spoke up and they're like, that's not okay. We need to create change. And then what happens? The government gets behind it. Like, oh yeah, we are always on board with this. No, <laughs> yeah. you fucking weren't. <laughs> yeah. We created that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, look at the obedience the last two years um, was frightening. Um, you know, at least half the country was just doing what they're told. Um, some of which were, you know, coerced and threatened, uh, into doing what they were told. And still to this day, uh, you know, places are requiring, you know, masking, even though it's come out like, I don't know, every doctor I listen to now is like, ah, there's, there's like literally no study out there that that supports masking for a respiratory virus. <laughs> There's yeah. literally none. And so it, it just, it's, it's really laughable. And especially like me, right? Uh, people can't see my face and Kevin, we both have just beautiful, wonderful beards. Oh, and, delicious. um, yep. Look at that. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah. It's not my girl the whole winter. Yeah. Oh yeah. This it's no shave November, man. Um, oh. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I told my wife that she's like, no, unacceptable (laughs) uh but yeah the you 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 look at all this and oh yeah oh sorry the beard yeah beards yeah there's no mask in the world that's gonna that's gonna stop stuff from coming through 
you know, like the, especially with beards on, it's just not going to happen. Like, the, the, in, uh, I've been through respiratory, uh, uh, man, God, respirator training, uh, it, you know, fit training and all that stuff in the, in the coast guard, in the border patrol, I did all that stuff. And it just like, they tell you, they, like, if you have a beard, you have to put Vaseline on your face in order to seal it. You know what I mean? Like, am I going to yeah. do that every time Let I go to the grocery store? Yeah. It goes hand in hand with it. Yeah. Did OSHA train you to use those systems? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Or well, an OSHA certified instructor, right? Like, yes. yes. Yeah. People yeah. missed that again okay. in there. And here's, here's what I want to say with this. Fear is a powerful uh, motivator, I guess you can, you can oh, yeah. say. And people understand that. People within government, people within positions of power. It's like you look at you look at what transpired, right? Of like the obedience and all of that, and things started to trickle out on the news, right? And it's like if you were to go back and look at that under the scope of not being afraid anymore, you'd look at it like, and you'd start to question those things like you'd question the news stories like what's the validity behind this like are people really dying like like dropping dead in the streets of china when it's like this person has on this haphazard thrown together hat like (laughs) you know it's supposed to look like back to the future hazmat suit suit, (laughs) there's just a person like laying there and they have no equipment it's like you know or when they in america here when it was like oh that cruise line had you know, all these people that got quarantined and there was like COVID-19 and I'm like, they never followed up with that. Yeah. Nobody, like one, one died on that cruise line, but that no, was, I think, I think, I think out, one person, you know? I think like if we were to step back from the fear and just realize that fear is an illusion and it truly is like the fears in your life. And this goes bigger than politics right now, but like fears that are in your life are an illusion. And I don't mean that people didn't die from the virus and and whatnot. And, you know, death is real. Death happens. But the fear of death is an illusion. When you die, (laughs) you know, depending on what your beliefs are and whatnot, it's like, okay, you move on, but there's no, there's no fear that has to go along with that. You know, there's no fear that has to go along with like, our our health there's no fear that has to go along with and i say i was like being afraid of snakes you know we talked about that i I know a snake's not really gonna harm me especially where i live like i don't have rattlesnakes or you know like that's not a logic like it's not a fear i have to hold on to so it's just like fear is very powerful right and i just think we should start to again in the idea of like questioning things questioning our government question yourself question your fears question what do you what's like what's what's like pushing you into making your own life decisions? You know, if the government is making your life decisions, question that. Why are you allowing the government to make your, your life decisions? If a health care system is making your life decisions, it's like, okay, why? You know, what, what I want to um, say to that is like, politics is kind of like a doctor, right if you go to the doctor and you expect the doctor to make you healthy then you're giving all of your responsibility to the doctor right like that doctor is not going to eat food for you they're not going to exercise for you if you're going to the doctor to get healthy 
your whole structure is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Your process is you know? pretty flawed. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't make sense. If you're going to the doctor to get healthy, then you're unhealthy and you're not taking responsibility for your life. If you're telling the politician to make all the decisions for you and you're not advocating for yourself, you're not living your own life. You're waiting for somebody else to do it. And that's, I think that's the pinnacle part here. It's like, we need to take and be advocates for ourselves, for our own health, for our own politics and what we believe in our own structures. A uh, big thing for me is like the, the health of our food and our food supply, right? It's like, I want politicians that are gonna be concerned about that shit because our farming techniques are depleting our land. Like our food is turned to shit. Our food is chemically processed. Our food is not healthy. It's terrible, right? It, it's funny. What this is what this is. This is the that. first conversation that Kevin and I had while <laughs> hiking. That I like. I knew we were going to be BFFs. <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, we're we're going to be friends. <laughs> I was like, I knew this because um, we were talking about. Uh, I think we were talking about keto or something like that, and uh, and uh, about my father who, uh, yes. you know, and. Uh, and I think, and then we went on to like talking like organic food and, and, and that type of thing. And, uh, it turned into glyphosates and <laughs> like all that stuff, uh, which is scary as hell. But, uh, but yeah, sorry, back to that. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Again, again, the last, the last two years, people, uh, trusted the worst people to trust. They trusted big pharma, the corporate media and government and, and, and they didn't just trust them uh they were hounding people who didn't trust them right yes um because yes. if you were on any social media over there and you uh if you anything remotely against whatever the you know the mainstream was then you, you one you could lose your social media accounts and then yeah. two you, people were after you saying that you're trying to kill grandma or you just want to, you want to get a haircut, but you're going to kill grandma, you know, uh, yeah. and all this stuff. So, uh, so they didn't, uh, there was a certain segment of society that goes along to get along, but there was others that really like took the ball and went for it. Um, and I have a few friends on Facebook that were really pretty brutal yeah. about it. Uh, and like Twitter is always a shit storm, but yeah, that, that place, especially like my god um maybe not anymore but we'll see it remains to be seen remains right. to be it's seen even big even tech right like big tech had yeah. had the censorship hand in things yeah. and i think if you have a belief right and you have something that you hold on to i think again i just keep going back to the idea of like questioning why you believe that whatever it is like why do you believe that i'm not saying it's if you want to wear like a mask or you want to do whatever you want to if you want to go to fucking you know arby's and go eat all their food <laughs> go eat arby's get, get I fat there yeah i'm not putting it in my body and also the thing that i do care about though is the structure of that and like how that impacts us as a unit, like as a unit. Yeah. Right? Like if you go in and get, <laughs> let's go back to like McDonald's or Arby's or whatever, like you go and get that burger. It's like, okay, where did that burger come from? How was that meat raised? 
you know, what's, what's the antibiotics that were used? What's the glyphosate that was used on the, um, you know, like the grains that they were given, you know, for the little bit of shitty food that they got and they ingested, you know, it's like, there's a lot of structures that are, are, are wrong in my eyes wrong, like just broken, we'll say not right or wrong, but broken. And it's like the choices you make do impact yourself and they do impact the whole. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but I'm saying when people just create so much friction, because it's like Freddie face mask is yelling at you because you don't have your face mask on. And he's like, you're going to kill grandma. It's like, have you questioned why you're so for this you know was it your belief did it come from you or was it absorbed from outside fears and outside people and that's really it so much of what we hold as our own truths are influenced on us well yeah and this is from childhood on up yeah and that's very very true and that this is where critical thinking comes in and i've stressed critical thinking for I don't know, since we started this podcast, I, because I, I know that I was not a critical thinker. I mean, even in, in the military, I didn't question much, uh, you know, and I got better as I got older, but man, can you imagine if you teach critical thinking skills to your children and then they don't have to be like 30 and then a light bulb shoots on, you know what I mean? Like, and be like, Oh yeah. Like I probably shouldn't blindly trust this person that's talking to me right now, you, you know? Um, and I should probably do some research and look into things and, uh, you know, and people, and then also I think, so critical thinking is hard, right? Doing research yeah. is hard and, you know, I don't know how many of the 350 million that live in the United States are lazy, but there's a lot of them. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it it really, and it really is, especially with this darn Google machine, it's really not that hard to really like search stuff, um, out. Um, you, you really can't use Google though, cause they just, (laughs) i don't know what's on my phone i think there's a different one yeah um, yeah Yeah. i think i think i'm gonna i'm gonna even i'm gonna give people more credit and i'm gonna say people aren't aware like they're not aware of their choices like Mm. they have they've gone with the flow (laughs) you're giving me faces (laughs) flow their parents taught them one way schools taught them one way university has taught them one way and then they get out into the world and we know we already know we know just because we know what we've been told right and i'm only saying this because of myself the guy that used to eat shitty food i didn't know about organics mm-hmm. i didn't know about soil health until i knew um had my pharmaceutical you know pulling my sleeve up to get that flu shot every year and you know going to the doctor when i was sick and all this kind of stuff and it's like i have not been more healthy in my life since i stopped all that yep you know i didn't know any of that and a big influence was our midwife made a big influence on that in my understanding. And also I started to see like a difference in my own health when I started to take ownership of it. 
I stopped getting a flu shot. Last time I got a flu shot this is the last time I got flu. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, again, whatever you want, but just question it. Was it your choice? Are you, do you have fears of your health? Do you have fears over things that the government is controlling? Or was that something that you learned through childhood? You learned from other people. You learned from, you know, some kind of influence, whether it was TV or whatever. It's like, pow- that's powerful. And your words are powerful to your children, to the people around you. The words from, you know, like government leaders, their words are important and powerful and they make an impact. Cause you think about how many people turn on that nightly news and watch it. Mm-hmm. Fucking yep. turn off the news. The news is not real life. Yeah, the but news see, is that's... a story. Who's done the research on those news stories? Yeah. How, are we not fucking questioning that? Who's done but that, the but research? That's my point. Like that, 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 that those people on in any single station and it's the same fucking story. But that's so my point. The these one people... person that gave it out. Yeah, my that's my point. These people are lazy. They sit there and just watch the news. Like they they just and they take it for what it is and it's face value. They're obedient. They don't want to they don't want to know more. Like they're just like, oh no. Tom Brokaw told me I'm showing my age there. You know what I mean? Like but like, oh, you know, that, that's it. And like yeah. and especially and in this said. in this day and age yeah i know i was too like that's what i'm saying like and that's why if we're teaching critical thinking skills when younger children then this doesn't this doesn't have to happen we don't have to you know but like why would you trust the government of all people and big pharma like big pharma is the like they got the largest fine from uh what was it was it was it vioxx or something like that like whatever it was but like they knew this drug was awful and they put it out pfizer has gotten fine after fine after fine after fine they still they still just trusted government and big pharma to tell them what's what like that blew my mind and not just that okay forget regular people that just don't want to do their research they don't or they don't feel like they have to right forget those people but doctors people that were highly educated were pushing this bullshit so I do, you know, like I'll give a few people a pass, but there's some people that don't deserve a pass. There's some people that were sitting there on TV and being like, you're going to kill grandma if you go out and do this. And, uh, and they, they hurt a lot more people than they helped. So, um, we are getting way off politics, man, way off politics. I I think it's all intertwined. (laughs) You know what I mean? I do. I truly do believe that even from the little simple thing of a farm in like our soil, it's all intertwined with politics because those are the people that are having the influence, you know, quote unquote influence to make the impact. And truthfully, we are the people that have to be the voice to create the shift. And I think, I think like schools, I think there's indoctrination in schools. And if your child goes to a public school, like, and that's what you have provided, like I went to a public school, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as an option. (laughs) I think it's been, I think there's an influence over public schools. I think teachers genuinely love the students and they want to have their best interest, right? But I also think it's that top-down structure of schools now as well. And it's like, I've been in the school system and I saw a shift, you know, when I was in school, we, it wasn't just all about the test stuff was starting to come where it was all about the test. And here in our state of New York, it's like, they're like, Oh, we have such a good, we have the, 
um, regents exams and we're such a highly educated school district it's, or like school system. It's like, no, it's fucking not. It's all about the test. Yeah. You think about like, um, what was the common core? It's the dumbest fucking thing. And you know who pushed that? You know who advocated for common core? Who backed it and fucking funded that shit? Bill and Melinda Gates. William fucking Gates. Yeah. Yeah. You know whose influence is over Cornell University, who never fucking went to Cornell University, <laughs> yeah. but has his own goddamn wing? Hmm. William fucking Gates. Yep. You know who has infiltrated in the city of Ithaca this like global. Uh, farming shit and now has this big farm on like Daisy Hollow Road that influences it's all fucking GMO shit William fucking Gates it's look at where the money trail comes from people and there's power over the people when there's control of what you take in your daily life and that's like pharma is not something that is um for you you know like if the structure was that you take a pill and you're cured there's no structure to pharma then you are on a lifetime like um subscription is basically what you are to them you know you take this oh and then take this because of the side effects of this and i think right like the people i know some people that have done things that are in like pharmaceutical industries, you know, that are doctors and stuff. And it's like the indoctrination starts at the school level, you know, here are the books and this is the law of these books, you know, and this is what we follow. And it's like, I think genuinely same thing as teachers, right? I think genuinely they're in it for the interest of the kids. I think people that get into pharma are in the interest of the chemistry of it, the science of it, the fact that they think that something is going to help somebody. Right. And it's like, there's that whole basis of like, this is to help people, but let's tear down those structures and really think, is it to help people or is it to make the pharmaceutical industry money, you know? And then if you're in this system, then they're going to continue to make money off of you. Like it's not a system where it's like, take one and you're done. And that's what's healing. Like our bodies are fucking healing vessels. Like our bodies are powerful. (laughs) That's an important message that I want to teach my children, you know, and I'm sure you're right there with me. Like we want to teach our kids that they are powerful within their being. They don't need pharma to make them healthy. They don't need the doctor to make them healthy. A doctor has its place. Medical system has its place, but its place is not every single day to be a part of their like needing them in your life. You're fucking powerful and you heal and you regenerate just like the soil. (laughs) All right. Perfect. Let's segue into this. I wanted to play a, uh, an ad for Kevin here and get his thoughts. So let me, uh, uh, where's the share screen? Oh, there it is. Okay, that was interesting. Entire screen. Oh, hopefully this works because I don't. All right, so. I see your screen. Yeah. Okay, hopefully. Six months ago, I put out a satirical ad saying that war is gay. I'm here to tell you the truth. 
War is retarded. It's retarded. We're not supposed to say that word, but this is exactly why we need to say it. Because if you support war, you are a retard. We have done this before. This isn't new. Weak, soft, anti-American terrorist sympathizer. These are some of the things that you would have been called for opposing the Iraq war in 2003 or Vietnam in the 1960s. And today, you'll be called similar things for opposing America's involvement in the Ukraine and Russian conflict. Well, you're not. What you actually are is brave. Being anti-war is always unpopular, but it takes people who are willing to stand up and say, no, this isn't our fight. No, we don't need to be involved. And the people who are weak and soft are the people who want to steal from you to get us involved in a conflict we have no business in. The war on poverty was won by poverty. The war on drugs was won by drugs. The war in Afghanistan was won by goat herders with an average income of $500 per year. Don Baldock and Maggie Hassan want us to fight China and Russia simultaneously. What boggles my mind, Steve, is the fact that we haven't gone all in on this already. Diplomatically, informationally, militarily, uh, and economically. Everything's on the table when it comes to keeping our country safe. Uh, and what we've seen from Russia in particular recently. And we can't take any pressure off China either. We gotta go after China because they're in this right. with them. Maggie Hassan and Don Baldock want to take your money so that your children can die and America can be hurt. This November, be brave, be anti-war, be a libertarian. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm serious. What'd you think yeah. of that? <clears throat> There's a lot of money in war. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> People don't see that. No. Nope. Like there is my so right, my dad was in the military. I believe his dad, my grandpa on my mom's side, like I have a military family. I do not support war. In college I once had to write a paper and it was for um like a a war philosophy class, right? And the guy that was the professor was very much against war. And he showed us a lot of documentaries and things. And I took the perspective of that war was good. And I wrote a paper kind of to be an asshole, like to be just like contradictory. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> but also part of me at the time believed that. And again, I was very indoctrinated into systems. And I just want to be like transparent with people that are listening. Like I haven't always been with the beliefs that I have now. And I think that's the beauty of it is like, we can change our beliefs. We can change and shit. We're changing all the time. And you have to like see yourself in a, in a light of change. And I think war is super, it, it controls, it unites <clears throat> also like, look at how united we were in uh, the Afghan war. Right. But our unity of us people in the U S and like backing this and supporting that was all smokescreen. I think anything that is on mainstream media, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't listen to mainstream media shit. Half the stories on ESPN now are bullshit. 
that ESPN <laughs> is run by the same shit as <laughs> yeah. Disney. It's all fucking yeah. my judgment here, but infiltration of things that are important through China. Just my my opinion. All right, nothing to like <laughs> support that, but it's just my opinion, right? And I think I don't I don't trust mainstream media. I don't trust what's given to me. And with that bit of like skepticism, being being a skeptic of all of it, it's like that challenges me to think critically. So when he's saying like war is is bad, I agree. I don't think war is the answer. I've been to Iceland. Their police officers don't have guns. They don't have hardly anybody in their their, uh, jail systems. They have a jail system that people can leave and come back right and they're that trusting we we got off the bus and the bus driver left the door open unlocked all of our shit was on there and i'm like uh what you know? <laughs> people, dude when we're trusting of others we get trust back like there's when we create a trusting environment a trusting atmosphere we can see how trusting we are as people we don't need war we don't need conflict we don't need power the people that need war conflict the power are political figures people that are pulling the strings Klaus Suave and all those motherfuckers right they need that shit because they need control over the people they need to think that it's us against them right the U.S. needs to get involved in this shit because Ukrainians are dying right like I know people are going to be pissed if I said that right but it's like are you concerned about every person in the world that's dying and granted it's at the hands of guns and stuff like that. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have guns. I saw your post and I'm all about it, dude. I'm all about guns, but there's gun violence in fucking Chicago, in New York city. Yeah. My sisters live in Brooklyn. The first night we were there, what do you, poo, poo, you know, and then you hear a cop car going by. Yeah. It's like somebody might've died there too. Well, I mean the, yeah, I mean, Ukraine and everything. That's a whole, I mean, we base you know, the United States, the United Nations pretty much picked that fight. So, um, yeah, no. So I think, uh, I, so Jeremy Kaufman, uh, that, that was his ad. Uh, he's running for Senate in uh, New Hampshire. I had him on the show, uh, quite a few episodes ago. Uh, super nice guy. And, uh, I, I love the ad. It makes me laugh. Uh, but you know, I, I, I told my wife about it. She's like, it's going to turn people off. And I think she's right. Is she's going to be, and it's just because he's using the R word, right? Like he's work, he's saying retard and like, that's just not okay. Even though like, he's not, I feel like that, that word was demonized and it was being used pretty awfully for quite a long time. Uh, you know, and, uh, I just, uh, but you know, if you actually look at the, well, I don't, I don't even want to get into that. But like, yeah, you know it, what? I'll, I can like sum it up with this: words have meaning when you give them meaning. Yeah, like people used to be able to say certain things that they can no longer, quote unquote, no longer say because yeah. it has a certain meaning to it, right? Well, it has like, a certain meaning for you, right? Like as soon as you hear yeah. that word, what are you thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of that Down syndrome person. Well, that's not what we're talking about. So, especially yeah. for me, like I would never dream of using that word. Um, to talk about someone with down syndrome or some other men, uh, you know, uh, I, I taught uh, swim lessons. Uh, well, I was a coach, I was a swim coach for uh, a special Olympic swim team. Uh, you want to talk about innocence and fun and actually extremely smart people 
that have are that are in the special olympics and i always called them kids they were our athletes some of them were you know 22 23 years old you know uh and we're amazing we're absolutely amazing and when i if i i don't say that i don't say retard very often anymore um but if i did like those are the last people that come into my mind Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. talking about that person right there, you yeah. know? And what's it say about the person that has the judgment that is? Well, right? that's their preconceived notion that that's yeah. what that, that's what you mean. Right. And yeah. that they're going to have to just get over that, I guess. I don't know. So, um, but and, and I, real quick, I, before we go off of that, yeah. I know that the ladies are wondering and, and yes, it's true. Ladies, he wore a speedo. He was coach. <laughs> yeah. And my hair fro from my chest my chest fro down to a, a luscious v down to my <laughs> oh my and god puke fro. <laughs> well, if i had the bowl now i want the... wants the young buck <laughs> oh my god um yeah so that <laughs> no speedo no no oh my god but that's how i met my wife so um it had a cheetah print too i thought definitely <laughs> did definitely did yeah. I, I made sure i had a gold chain on too while i was swimming <laughs> hey um so <laughs> well i mean i man we talked we went around the horn on that one we talked all kinds of stuff there so uh i was going to ask you about your thoughts on abortion and all kinds of stuff but i don't it, we can't get into it now it's we're almost at an hour so yeah. why don't you yeah why don't you pitch the podcast uh tell everyone uh, the name again and what it's all about and where to find yeah. it so <laughs> my podcast is called weed love and anxiety it's all about my journey through social anxiety um i talk about just questioning my beliefs you know challenging the things that i've learned in my life i go into even some like spiritual side of things for myself and just like this sacred healing process that i'm on to try to reconnect with who I am as a person and knowing that I'm not my anxiety has been a huge thing for me. So if you're a person that, you know, is challenged by anxiety, definitely check out weed love and anxiety. And more specifically, I'm, I'm diving into helping men. Um, so breaking down cycles, breaking down stigmas, breaking down stereotypes of what it means to be a man and just embracing both the masculine and the feminine, the patriarchy and the matriarchy, just that we, we can be emotional beings, you know, like we have emotions, men do cry, <laughs> believe it or not, like men cry. And that's, a, <laughs> that's the truth. And I think we need to get back to that place where men realize that, you know, and I've been in groups with women and men are getting left behind. Like we are not connected to like spiritually connected to ourselves. We are not connected to our, our beings, our souls. And, um, so that's what my stuff's all about. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Um, we love and anxiety tomorrow episode comes out is about grief and grieving. I lost a friend recently and it's just kind of a little homage to him, but just like what I learned during that process. I'm sorry to hear that, man. My condolences. 
yeah it's all right all right um so yeah check him out he's on apple Podcasts, and then are you on spotify not yet not yet all right get in there get in there yeah yeah <laughs> it's like one more click of a button but <laughs> just can't do it just can't do it yeah apple seems to be my jam that's all right man it's all good um so yeah check him out kevin uh you are awesome thank you sir for coming on i appreciate you and uh folks you know how to get a hold of me brendan at dad's ww.com and of course you can't stand me I, there's got to be a lot of hate from this episode right like we <laughs> we said some shit like we got <laughs> we said some stuff and then i played that ad from jeremy um you got to be mad at something so send me some hate mail hate mail at dad's ww.com don't forget to check out all the socials jump on there hit up our instagram and uh, don't forget to share with a friend Thank you, folks. Thanks for listening. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.